I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is a Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I speak to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. number 63 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. This week I had the pleasure of meeting wildlife artist Louise McNaught. Just by her Instagram page you can see that she's a prolific painter and that became more evident when I walked into her studio and saw several different artworks in various forms of completion. In this podcast Louise talks about a wildlife book called Survivor. The conservation group Tusk commissioned Louise to do its illustrations but come with me into Louise's studio, where she'll tell you more about that herself. This afternoon, I'm with Louise McNaught. Hi, Louise. Hi. Um, I've got seven questions I ask each artist. Okay. The first is, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Um, to somebody that doesn't know my work, because I normally just say, I hand them my phone with my images on my phone if they don't. Um, so to describe it's a bit trickier so I'd say kind of contemporary wildlife art with a twist Mm. I guess Um, yeah contemporary wildlife art would be probably the easiest way to describe it to people Um, mainly painting sometimes drawings 
um, on all different size canvases and You're quite prolific, aren't you? I mean, we're in your studio now and there is art everywhere. Yes. Waiting to go out, waiting to be started in every <laughs> stage. Yeah, yes. it's definitely an active, an active studio. Yeah, yeah, I've, um, I've, yeah, I've always been that way, I guess. Um, even at, when I, I did a, I did a fine art degree, and they, yeah, they, they called me like an art machine. I was always. Where was that? You done it? Um, I it's University of Greenwich, but they had a campus in Tunbridge. Yeah. So I went there because I was living in Tunbridge Wells at the time. And, That's a nice place. Yeah. To live, isn't it? yeah, yeah, it was nice. It was <laughs> nice, very nice. Um, but. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of was the beginning of my journey as an artist, I guess, like properly. Was you painting wildlife then? Yeah, I mean, I've always I've always done animals since I was tiny, tiny, since I was little, um, and I always wanted to be an artist. I, in fact, I always just thought of myself as an artist. It, it was something that was going to happen. I just didn't really know how because no one in my family was an yeah. artist, so I had to kind of work it out myself. And. What artist did you like when you was younger? Um, it was funny because no one in my family was really into art. I didn't really get to go to any galleries or anything. Um, so I think it kind of it's maybe started when I was about 16 at school, doing art A-level, yeah. art GCSE. I started looking at like Dali and the kind of surrealists, and they kind of sparked my imagination. So how did the art into you? Any idea? Just... I don't know because there, there's there's like my mom's found photographs of me with a ba uh, like a baby like with a pencil in my hand sort of drawing away and she said I was always like you know drawing shapes even when I couldn't really draw <laughs> things it's just always been there uh, they don't really know where it has come from. Was there any? Do you know which point that you decided that an artist is what you wanted to be? I remember announcing it when I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the, I think that's the earliest I've had so far. Eight, yeah, because when I was five, I thought I was going to be a vet, and then I found out you had to put the animals down. So I was like, Yeah, that's put my daughter off. Yeah, so maybe I'll draw them instead. So because I always loved animals as well, um, so it kind of combined. I was like, Yeah, that's why I'm going to be an artist. And my parents were kind of like, Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, could you explain your style? I think it's quite, yeah, it's obviously quite realistic, um, kind of, I suppose, yeah, very realistic, kind of like old mastery-ish kind of style. It does, I, I don't know how you explain your work, but I see it as illustration that has gone a bit further. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and that's funny because it, it started off, I actually applied for an illustration degree as well, but I didn't quite get in. But, uh, yeah, I, I was looking at being an illustrator at one point in time, but I, I didn't think I could illustrate somebody mm. else's ideas. I had very much my own ideas. So I suppose it could be viewed that way, yeah, because I, I mean, do... no, that's no sort no, of derogatory... No, no, I, I guess it's... Il... No, it's you not... know, I mean, everything overlaps, you know. Yeah, but I guess I think of illustrations to do with pencils and um, paintings as something else. But it's funny, because I am kind of going back to illustration a bit at the moment. I'm doing a lot of work with coloured pencils yeah. again, and I, I really enjoy drawing. It's all sort of stemmed from drawing, so... Well, you, you've used a couple of different styles, because the, yeah. the, the ones I saw of yours a while ago were... They looked like pencil drawings with a colour... Underneath. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was, that, was that underneath? I thought it was above when I saw it. That, yeah, that, I went through this whole sort of neon phase where I did like neon acrylic underneath the animals and then I sort of drew over. How long ago was that? That started in about 2012. 
that was sort of the first body of work that kind of got me any sort of gallery representation yeah. or anyone noticed me really. Um, and it started whilst I was experimenting with stuff. At, was that um, while you was at uni? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty handy, isn't it? Yeah. Being well, recognised. Yeah, but it's because it was called um, Degree Art was the yeah, no, the yeah, gallery. Yeah. Um, so I think it kind of, they want artists that are doing their degree or at the end of their degree. So it kind of worked. Um, and then I was with them for a couple of years exclusively, and then I kind of branched out. Yeah, to, yeah and I had to apply a few times as well. I didn't get in straight yeah. away. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but no, they, they're, they're still going strong. They still do that. And I think I've still got a few things on, on there somewhere. So. Oh, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and what you're doing a lot with your work now, you have the subjects being whatever animal it may be, yeah. and then the... The upside down drips, as it were. I have been doing the upside down drips for a long time. Recently, I'm kind of moving away from that now. Um, I just guess I'm not feeling it anymore. I don't yeah. feel they're necessary. Um, but I did. I, it's something I started doing whilst I was at experimenting in college. And what was the theory behind that? Because I know that my feeling when I see them, yeah. which is positive, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I see it as a as if they're like sort of heavenly or falling you know yeah. coming into place I don't know if that was yeah it was kind of to do with that because um, yeah I sort of see animals as like div- divine and um, that's why the drips you know if they were because a lot of it's to do with endangered species and things as well and they're kind of disappearing but instead of dripping downwards the paint drip upwards sort of yeah. towards the heavens or whatever you believe in because you know that they are divine creatures to me um, and that's why the drips went up and plus they were plenty of paintings with downward drips so why not go the other way did you do it in series of birds or mammals or it started off with birds and stags and i think mainly british wildlife and then all sorts um and and yeah and i eventually ended up doing um a a show on endangered animals called survival and then that ended up being coming a book that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah it was weird actually they the book company saw my work at an art fair and they approached me about possibly illustrating a children's book and is that tusk.org no tusk is yeah tusk is the um they're they're supported by the book so there's yeah a proportion of the sales goes to tusk but the actual publishers is big 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 picture press yeah and they're part of templar publishing which which kind of approached me and asked, you know, and um, we kind of said, well, what are you doing at the moment then if you don't to illustrate a children's book? And I said, well, I'm doing this show called Survival on Endangered Species. And then they thought, well, there might be a book in that. And it became a book eventually. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at a book at the moment. Mm. And it's your artwork. And then on the opposite page, it's showing a small map of where in the world the animal in question comes from and information about the animal. Yeah, there's a there's a lady, I think it says on the front, that's done the words um, Anna Claiborne, because she's done a lot of animal books, hun- hundreds of animal books she's done the sort of wording and literature for. Um, so, so, and she had to sort of have the, everything factually checked as well by yeah. sort of um, wildlife experts. So they wanted everything to be accurate. Um, so I was literally, you know, the, the images and... Um, sort of the inspiration was the show yes it's very cool and it's not something i was looking to do at all but um i thought that'd be a very cool thing yeah when things come to you like this yeah you have to it puts you in a different and it can open up 
new avenues. Did you decide yeah. to illustrate a book from this? No, this is the only book I've done. So that came out in 2018. So it's been out for about a year and a half. And um, they sold 15,000 copies in the US, which was nice. And yeah, it's just kind of more people are aware of my work through the book. And, you know, and it supports Tusk, which is amazing. And they get funds from it to help with the work they're doing. So So where are you now with your, your work at the moment? Well, I... I did two solo shows last year and um, yeah, they were based around sort of animals and consumerism. Um, I've got another solo show coming up in March in Kent. Um, I think that's going to be more of to do with animals from... I'm sort of concentrating on the animals that have been harmed by the wildfires, so yeah. animals in Australia, Amazonian animals, trying to draw attention to them. Um you know what's going on in Australia at the moment, yeah. it's not too good, are you? No, no, I've just done a thing with, um, we raised some money through selling a sort of timed release print with Art Republic to raise some money for the nice. koalas. Yeah. yeah, it's horrible, it's really horrible. Um, and yeah, because it, it's on my mind all the time, it, it just makes sense that I make work about it, yeah. really. And do you work within the conservation side of it as well? Um, I, I don't really have a lot of time to go and... I wouldn't imagine. When I walked in and saw all the amount of work you've got going on. And co- obviously <clears> having um, a little girl as well, I don't really have any sort of time to go and do conservation stuff myself. Yeah. But I try and support, you know, any charities that approach me and say, you know, can you donate this or can you spare some time at this event? Um, and I mean, that's all just ideal, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the time when I speak to artists... Yeah. Um, and it's it's hard to support charities, but when charities who speak to you are, are directly involved with, with your, your subject, it's just beneficial for you to yeah. to give a print over anyway because it's just exposure to the right people, isn't it? Yeah, and it just makes sense because, you know, they're, they're, they're all about the animals and that's what my work's all about. Yeah. And it just makes sense, really. So I see a few that you've got going. Are they mm. going to have the... The drips, or have you moved away from those? I've moved away now? from them for now. Yeah, that's the problem. My work does it evolves. Um, so because I get bored really easily, so my work does change a lot. Um, because it's quite different from when I was doing neon yeah. animals um, a few years ago. But um, yeah, for now the drips have gone. But I'm still doing, you know, the plain coloured backgrounds, and there's all, there's still loads of detail in the work that's never. Yeah, I, I, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with with the plain background at all it's more focused to the subject doesn't it yeah yeah I think that's why I've always done it that way what piece that you've created has the biggest emotional pull oh gosh it, it tends to be the last piece I've done really yeah cause... a few people have said that <laughs> yeah and then why not and yeah so it should be yeah because uh, I guess and because I do uh, I've got like two or three on the go at yeah. one time yeah it's normally the one I've just completed because it's you know, you've spent so much time, you've been excited about it, you've actually done it. Um, so it's normally the one I've just completed. Is there any that have got more exposure than you expected them to? Yeah, I did this one of um, three falling bees. I like those. Um, do I write them down? That was, you, yeah, that was ones that... Yeah, and they were kind of on fire and, and there were three of them falling. It was called Ashes, Ashes, We All Fall Down. And I did a print of it and it's, it sold out quite yeah. quickly. And I, it surprised me because I thought, oh, is that going to be a bit too much for people? Because they're on fire. But it just seemed to resonate with people. And, um, 
you know, it was quite a strong image. So yeah. that the ones surprising. on the train tickets were pretty cool as well, weren't they? Oh, the, people the like those. Parts. Yeah, yeah. That that actually dated back to uh, uh, something I started in my in my uni. I started painting animals on sort of disposable items. Yeah. Um, and that just carried on. But it's taking them out of one world and putting putting them into another, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I saw you was with Ace Club in November. Yes, yes. Is that oh the first time you shown with them? Um, yes, because cool, they? they are very cool, and they've got some of my artist friends are part of it. So yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds really good in Spitalfields. Oh, so cold though. Oh, was it? I it wasn't was able freezing. to get down. I was, I was away that day. Oh my god, it was so cold. It was yeah, it was. Because Heath wasn't there either, was he? He was in America at the time, wasn't he? I didn't see him, so I don't think so. I don't so. think he was there. That no, day. no. I mean, it was good, you know, very busy, obviously, yeah. but um, it was so cold. And I think it was my birthday. It was around my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what did you put in there? Did you put larger stuff, or, or have you got smaller? It was, was mainly it's mainly prints, because I thought that kind of place, um, people only have the mindset to spend so much yeah. in that kind of setting. So prints seem to be the main thing. Some people brought some originals, but I think it was mainly prints people were buying, off me anyway. Yeah, a lot of people who are into art can afford a, a £100 or thereabouts, can't they? You know? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be such a big decision yeah. as well. Yeah, if you try to sell them an original that day, it probably wouldn't, wouldn't be too easy, would it? No. Where do you go to relax? Or what do you do to relax? To relax? Uh, I listen to music, watch movies. Um, yeah, anything. To, I mean, I find doing my art actually is quite relaxing. I was just about to say, when, when people have pre-teen children, a lot of them say doing the art is relaxing. <laughs> Going to work yeah. is relaxing. Yeah. Getting out of the home. Yes, because um, yeah, at this age, it's they're so full of energy. It's it's a complete opposite to what you are. You know, she wakes up at five o'clock in the morning, and I, I before she was born, I used to get up at about eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, oh my God. Stuff changes, doesn't it? It right? changes completely. Everything changes. If there was five artists, past and present, what would your perfect group show be? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well. Uh, like a palm reader. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I, I wrote some of my hand to try and remind me who I think's awesome. So I like I like a lot of taxidermy artists, yeah. funnily enough. Because, um, well, most of them say that, that the animals have died of natural causes or whatever. Um, so I like Kate Maguire and... Um, Polly Morgan and Tessa Farmer. Kate nice. McGuire's more like she just uses um, the feathers yeah. and creates sort of sculptures out of different bird feathers. Um, and Tessa Farmer just uses tiny little insects and creates like little fairies out of them. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. It's amazing. Um, I mean, I don't actually, she doesn't seem to have a huge following, but her work's, you know, been in some pretty cool places. Yeah, it doesn't mean it works. No, yeah, no, no, no. But I had to, like, it was when I came across when I was doing my degree, um, when I was researching sort of animal artists, yeah. and I came across her, and, you know, it wasn't, she wasn't, like, quite easy to find. She was kind of... Yeah. But her work is just incredible. Well, that's good when you find someone who isn't... It feels like it's your your little... They're like a fun. Secret, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yours. Yes. yours too. And Polly Morgan's... Very well Polly Morgan, yeah, yeah. She's, she's great. She is, yeah, and I love her stuff with snakes and mice. And, and yeah, she's moved in, in a bit of a, a different direction as well recently with, with her work. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you wasn't an artist, what do you think you'd like to be? 
Um, well, I did want to be a vet. Um, maybe I'd be able to do it now. I don't know. You have to study for a long time, though, and that's a bit It's awkward, about seven years or something, eh? Yeah, my husband's doing an architecture degree, and that's about that long. It's oh, a long shit. time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I used to sing in bands, maybe something to do with singing. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of artists are frustrated musicians <laughs> like and, and and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I did do a bit of singing in bands, but I did find it frustrating cuz again it's all the sort of egos, but um it's it can be fun, um I think. Yeah, it wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be a thing for me really. No. What um, would you want to be? Well, it's not necessarily what I'd want to be, mm. but I've I've said this on here a couple of times when people have asked me. I worked on a pig farm years ago. Really? And I was in... Do you know anything about my backstory? Uh, I just know you had a time in prison. Uh, right. So I was I was in prison when I was 18 as well. Wow. A, apart from the last the last one. Yeah. Just for a few months for being a silly teenager. Well, yeah, silly teenager. <laughs> um, and I worked on a pig farm for a couple of months. Yeah. And after a couple of weeks, it was brilliant just working with... Oh, you got to send them off to, to slaughter, but... <laughs> It was, it was great working uh, working with the pigs and you know, yeah, working amazing, with animals. amazing creatures anyway. You know, they're so in, they're, I think they said they're as, in, as intelligent as dogs. Yeah, I think they say it's as intelligent as a three year old human pig. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I, well, it's, it's the, what I'd like to do, you know, if yeah. I had a little small holding. I, I don't think the other half would fancy a load of pigs <laughs> in that garden, but I definitely would. Yeah, working with animals, that's probably a good one as well. Although I don't know how it's going to sort of uh, lie with you, but I'd like a little butchery as well. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's not really the thing to... That was probably all right a few years ago. It's not really the thing now, I suppose. But Yeah, everyone's vegan at the moment, aren't they? Oh, un- until February. <laughs> Are you vegetarian or vegan? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I am, but because I've got a five-year-old, I don't like. Course, I don't yeah. enforce it on her. So, you know, while she's still learning to... She, you know, she's still learning to eat and stuff. Yeah. You know, there's the odd occasion where she, like, make me eat a bit of her of chicken. Course, yeah. And I can't, you know... Because I don't want to enforce it on her, no. so... Uh, but it, it does, it agrees with me more anyway, because I've never been a big meat eater. And funnily enough, she's not that into meat, but she does eat a bit it's, it's of chicken. Thing, is it? No, it's, you know, it's it's choice and what, you know, what what your beliefs are, I guess. Do you have any pets? i got two cats. Um, did have three, but one passed away last year. Um, so, yeah, two cats. I did expect to come into a zoo, you know. <laughs> a sort of, you know you, I thought you'd have parrots and parakeets. Oh, yeah, I would I would love to, but I think oh, I'd need a bigger house. Um, and, yeah, it's it's kind of like what you can sort of manage. Yeah. And cats are pretty, you know, they're pretty cool to have, but they, they kind of look after themselves. Yeah, um, not like cats, really. <laughs> no, because people, you're probably more into dogs, maybe. Yeah, I prefer. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more of the sort of your lifestyle or the... the devil in them. The not my them cats, my cats are adorable. <laughs> but no, some of them can be quite... Um, it depends, it depends. But yeah, no, I've, I like cats. We have have any of them dogs. featured in your work? No, I don't do a lot of domestic animals. I get the odd commission for a domestic... Um, but it's more sort of wild animals, really. Um, and plus, I don't know, it feels weird painting my own animals. Um, yeah haven't really done that. So where's your work going, do you think? Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, I've started doing, like, glitching animals and stuff, so I think it's kind of going a bit more that way, sort of how 
they're interfacing with us and technology and consumerism and all that sort of thing so I think it's sort of going that way a bit more um, and I think it might be going back to drawing a bit more because that's something I started doing again and I'm quite enjoying um, so yeah maybe some more drawing. Is you missing it? It's just something, it's funny because you, you, you say it'll get into, like, I always thought like paintings were more sort of like proper art than drawings but that's silly, know, don't, silly yeah, really don't that. No it's silly um, so yeah, I've I've really enjoyed getting back into it, and I think um, I I don't know it might go somewhere. Well, I, I'm I'm aware that people like to have a lot of colour, um, or buyers like like to have colour in their in their work. It's hard to sell sort of just a plain pencil. Yeah, or a black and white drawing. You well, know. yeah, they're mainly colour drawings. I've got a thing about colour, so yeah, they, they will that's, be. That's handy. Yeah, they will be colour drawings. I mean, half your studio is taken up with spray cans. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Somebody said to me, Have, you know, if if there was a spark in there, it would just ignite. Yeah, I've been in, I've done a, like, been in a few graffiti artists um, yeah. studios, and and yeah, they've probably got. <laughs> A little bit less than you, oh really. My God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got quite a few. What have you got coming up at the moment? Uh, so I've got a yeah solo show in April. Before that, I've got the other art fair, which I've never done before, um, which I'm really looking forward His to. Is the next episode out? Is it? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Oh, really cool. Yeah, on the on the sixth of February, his one's coming out. Oh, I've just so it will be after this comes out. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, because this is the first time I've done the other half. I've, I've applied for like years and years, and I never got an in because yeah. it's just so. It's hard to. I didn't realise it was so. I thought it would just be the matter of paying your money and then getting in because I've never applied for it. No. Um, and it, it was a couple of years ago that I, I saw that you go before a committee. One of my friends was on the committee last year. Did that help? Or do you? Do oh no, I didn't apply. apply. <laughs> I, well, I didn't know until after anyway. But no. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good thing isn't it you know, so. yeah I've, I've gone to it before and I really like you know how it's like the art is selling their own work because that's something I you know yeah. I don't get to do that often obviously through galleries and it's nice to do it yourself it's nice to have that as, as what I was saying to Ryan who runs the other art fair it's nice for the buyer to meet the artist as well yeah absolutely you know, that's the good thing with doing the Ace Club yeah and the Art Car Boot Fair as well you know it's yeah. It's all of those sort of things. Have you, have you been to the Art Club? I've been to it. I'd like to be in it, but I don't really know how you get into that one. It seems to be... I think it's... Um, I don't know, maybe they just choose you yeah, or a, something. Yeah, pretty much an invite. Yeah, yeah invite only. Um, where can people find you, website or social media? So, louisemcnaught.com, or if it's on Instagram, I think it's at um, louise underscore mcnaught underscore artist. It is. Yep. Brilliant. Um, Louise, that's all my questions asked. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. It's been fun. Cheers. <laughs> there you have it, Louise McNaught. And relating back to a podcast a couple of weeks ago with Ryan Stanier from the Other Art Fair, Louise mentioned she was going to be at the London show, which is at the Old Truman Brewery on the 19th to the 22nd of March. As we mentioned in the intro, and Louise mentioned in this podcast, the wildlife book she illustrated, Survival, is for sale at twelve ninety nine at tusk.org. And speaking of endangered species, the next two podcasts are from artists who have both produced portraits of the Queen. So like I say every week, thanks for listening, and whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, you should be able to leave a comment.
If you're able to spend a few seconds doing that, that would be great because not only does it help us in the listings, it also helps those looking for an art podcast. So, until next week, ta-da. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.